What's up? Welcome back to an HK video game experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Weed Doc. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back, brother. It's been a little while. Been a little while, it man. Has. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. And uh, as always, Clearfire, what's going on, man? How you been? What's up, man? I'm doing all right. I'm surviving. Okay. It's always a good thing. Survive. That's survival mode right now. <laughs> You got it. Anybody's got a job lead, hit me up with a job, man. Uh, okay. Just trying to find the job. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, um, we docs here to join us for a little sports game talk today on the HK Video Game Experience. We're going to talk about the history of the sports game genre for all video games, and uh, you know, just kind of a discussion about it. We're not going to get into every single video game and talk about what it offered, but. Uh, You'll see a general overview, and I'm sure some games will be mentioned by name, absolutely, and kind of what they brought to the to the table there. It is well known in the video game collecting industry that uh, among collectors that sports games are worthless. You know, they are. There's only a handful of them that are worth some money. We'll sure we'll probably get into a couple of those, but uh, kind of a weird thing to talk about on a video game podcast, I will say. Just because not a lot of collectors get into them. But when you really kind of break it down, it's actually pretty interesting. So we're going to get into that uh, here shortly. But first, we Doc, I talked to you on the phone the other day. And did you hear the uh, the Guitar Hero with Coastal Minority? Absolutely, I did. And you said it was all kind of, there's all kind of holes in that story, wasn't it? Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, it coast, you know, Coastal's my boy. He's my brother. But at the same time, you know, he, he, he gets... He gets excited and then his mind gets sidetracked and he gets thinking about other stuff and then he combines stories and yeah. So, <laughs> can you remember? so he, he can was you pretty remember? close. He was pretty close on it. But there was So what you're some. telling me is is that his story of Guitar Hero was a fishing story where in all actuality his fish was really this big, but he's telling the story and his fish is this big. <laughs> no, he, he was he was accurate about that, but I mean I think you, you could tell just from um, the way that Hollywood convinced him that he beat him on the podcast, <laughs> that, that he was like in shock. He's like, I don't, you know, he just couldn't believe it. You did? And he's like, he had no clue, could not remember. So after I, I talked to him afterwards, it's like, that's not how that went down. He's like, I knew, I told him he should have brought you on to talk about it. <laughs> so he was on a whole other podcast about the holes of Coastal Story. But, uh, that would be a very interesting dive. Because he was like, oh, we just happened to show up. And then they were like, oh, hey, there's a Guitar Hero That is not what happened <laughs> at all. We went up Y'all there knew. for the Guitar Hero contest because my buddy who was the bartender had told us it was happening. I said, well, hey, my stepbrother, he can... He can he can rock it now. I said I, I'll put him up with anybody. So we went up there looking for it. It went like we randomly showed up and they have this huge screen and guitar set up and it was like fate, you know, pick a destiny for Eric, right? It was fate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not how that That's went. Yeah. Now his his assessment of the the guy who was actually putting on the tournament, one hundred percent spot on. I mean, <laughs> the guy putting it on. Uh-huh. Or the guy that the, 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 the guy, guy that, that was, was real good, right? Or the guy that was putting so it on. supposedly okay. he was, you know, he had set it up. He was putting the tournament on. He'd been I running see. these tournaments all around. So they had just had him at Rick's in the Parrot. You know, hey, we're going to have this guy set it up, and then he's just, I'm just sitting there, 
And he's just jabbing my ear off while he's setting it up and talking about how good he is and nobody in there can beat him. And he's got long ponytails, kind of greasy ponytail, <laughs> you know, wearing socks and sandals at the bar. And uh, and I'm like, man, this guy's just going to get smoked. And I didn't want to tell him that to his face. And I went back and told Eric and, and uh, or Coastal, and he's like, he said, well, man, he's, you know, and then he starts getting all nervous and sweating over there, you know. He, Coastal you, does or the uh, other guy? Coastal. <laughs> He yeah. sweats anyway, but I mean, like, profusely sweating. He starts yeah. getting nervous. Like I said, I mean, he started sweating on the podcast. I could just feel it through the podcast yeah. talking to you because yeah. you beat him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And that's uh, what happened so, when he went to his uh, house. Go ahead. I don't, yeah, don't no, it's, I mean, so he, I mean, he was right. He, he absolutely just, they played Metallica one and he absolutely destroyed that guy. And the guy was just making every excuse in the book and, you know, we're all sitting back there laughing because at the time my wife, I was dating her, so she was with us. And uh, there were a couple of other our friends that were up there just hanging out and having dinner, watching it, basically to watch Coastal play. And uh, then it just became the deal where it got so uh, redundant week after week that they quit having it because nobody even came close to beating him. It was, yeah. and the the one guy he was done. I mean, he he wanted he was nothing. done it for the first couple of weeks, or he wanted. Well, he did once they got it all set up. He let somebody else run it after that because he didn't he didn't want any. None. <laughs> he thought he was going to stay there. And be like, we got, got the guy now. Out. Here but comes Eric, the guy. It, Coastal had all this. He was right. He he had a whole box of stuff from the bar, like t shirts and koozies. <laughs> and he's trying to give it all away because they kept. He's like, we have nothing left to give you. <laughs> it's a, here nothing so yeah it was uh the uh, rest of but him telling the story about us just showing up at the end that was yeah that was funny fabrication <laughs> yeah you were like there's so That's much hilarious. stuff no i'm not sure he won he uh but he, he was when i went over to, to brandon's house in their apartment i remember that and um he was uh he started sweating when i showed up and then he just <laughs> he started dominating me i mean it was the die i wasn't i was i wasn't even hanging i mean i'd hang for the first half of the song maybe and then maybe. i was just brrr, there it goes but i played on expert and um uh but you know i never said i'm gonna 100 this song but if you get on there and 100 one that is what he was talking about the the song one dude that's some serious playing and he was 100 i probably hand, i probably I, I consider myself good i'd go to the go to the when i was in the desert and play it at the little um they have a little uh you know morale tent or whatever morale play set up and you could play guitar hero and i'd get it and the people that work there would gather around oh, he's playing on expert you know like that kind of thing just watch and dude i, I probably hand i probably can't tell you how many i count count on one hand how many songs i've 100 percented that's a big deal dude especially on expert so he's a real deal at it no doubt i think i, I saw him would. i think he i saw him pretty much do on on the the you know the third one i saw him probably 100 percent every song on the game except for the very last one yeah that's, that's I, tough drag i don't remember what it's even called through now. the fire and through, flames through the fire and flames that's it and, yeah. and now he could he could bring the pain on it but he wasn't 100 percent it yeah yeah that See, one, i couldn't even, i don't think i can even get through that one dude yeah oh that's, you that's know, ridiculous so. But yeah, it's, he'd be uh, good if he had a Twitch or something set up to go and and do the thing like that. Yeah, he should. There's actually a lot. There's actually a lot of people that still stream a lot of that stuff. It's crazy watching some of these guys. I've seen some of the videos that, str- that stream of uh, Guitar Hero games. It's just like they're they're insane. Well, if we ever get an H and K Gamers Lounge store up, 
then um, first thing is a Guitar Heroes. I got I got the guy. I'm gonna have the guy That's come it. We're set gonna it bring up. it in. <laughs> maybe some. We got our ringer. Dude, yeah, he, maybe he some just heard that and started diamond sweating. in the rough will show up. <laughs> he just heard it. Started sweating. <laughs> yeah. He's sweating right now. So anyway, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that that was a that was a pretty fun one to do. But uh, yeah, I remember you said there was oh that something's not quite right with that. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty. That was too funny. As I'm listening, like, yeah, that didn't go down that way. That did not happen. That way. <laughs> so you've been, uh, you still gaming pretty regular? Or what's Man. your new game? I know you stick with the game for a while. Yeah, so I have been. You know, I, uh, I think that's the last podcast we did was was Borderlands, doing the history of Borderlands. And man, I was hardcore Borderlands. At, you know, for the from day one until about. It was March. It was right when the COVID deal hit. You know, I was man. I stayed on it, and we went. We went out. Uh, me and my brother and the the twins actually went out to uh, Colorado skiing. And I think I've played Borderlands once since then. Oh, really? They, well, they yeah. were taking so long to drop. I felt like it was long times between the drops, and then they kept. Every, it seemed like every week they would they would nerf a weapon. Or, you know, it was, it got so just crazy with what they were doing. You, you get your right build, and then the next week, all of a sudden, that build didn't work. And you'd have to yes, read. They were, twe- they were tweaking it a lot more than they tweaked any of the other ones. And it's just like, uh, come on, guys, leave it alone. Right. And so then you got to, you know, I think the last part I did on it was uh, trying to even remember. So I, I didn't even do the For Love and Tentacles or whatever that one was. That was right yeah. before that was the last one I played. And you could get the... Uh, the, the the cake rocket launcher I don't know if you mm-hmm. ever saw that but the, the yellow cake and I got it and that gun was so ridiculous if you could if you could get it on mayhem 10 and get it at that level and get all the multipliers I mean I could take anybody in the whole game down with that rocket launcher and it fired so fast I mean it was just crazy it wasn't Jeez. like what you thought so that yellow cake was bringing so much heat I was like man there's no and it was the the bad thing was there were, it was the only gun on Mayhem Ten that would do anything to basically to to the the enemies. You could you shoot them you know ten thousand times and they you know even the little guys would still be around, but Jeez. the yellow cake would melt them. I mean just destroy them. And so it was <laughs> they they had some things they needed to fix. And I was like, all right, I'm backing away for a while. So all I have been playing. I've been playing my emulator some and playing some old games. I've been playing uh, some sports games. There you go. And okay. then, man, just sticking with the old tried and true and been playing playing Rocket League since since it came out years ago. And uh, me and me and my brother have been playing that a lot. So late yeah. in the evenings, just playing Rocket League and, and hanging out. So that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. But I'm trying to actually got a couple of new games I'm going to try to get into here soon. So... We'll see how it goes. Cool. I'm still waiting on Cyberpunk, man. Yeah, that's for me too, man. That'll be the game. Might as well go ahead. Might as well go ahead and wait until it drops nah. after the new consoles come no, out. Exactly. Might as well don't don't buy it because it's gonna. It's supposedly it's supposed to drop in what August now, or is it September? Oh, I forget September, when they pushed it back. I forgot when they pushed it back. I think it's September now. If you're waiting until September, just wait the extra um, two months. Yep. Black Friday, it'll be thirty eight bucks because that's what happens to the games that are released. September, you know, August, September, and all that, they'll be like around 38 bucks for it, and you'll be able to put it on your PS5 or your Xbox 
Series X if you want to get that. But I mean, it, it, it's going to be worth it to wait for it to get onto the next gen versus trying to get it on PS4. Yep. So speaking of that, I, I heard a rumor. I saw it on uh, Parlor that the PS5 is only going to be like 20% backwards compatible with PS4 games. Is that a, is that a rumor or is it all PS4? It's games? all rumor. It's all rumor. Nobody. Right now, no, nobody knows 100%. There's anywhere to talk from 20% with just PS4 all the way back to it's 80% compatible with all PlayStation games ever. Ooh. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Now, the rumor about the all the way back compatible is they're going to do it like Xbox did with the cloud style. So that's going to be kind of weird. I guess you have to own the disc to be able to do it. But I mean, who knows? Don't know. Don't know how they have that set up. But it's going to have to be the majority. From what I've read, it's going to be majority compatible with everything from PS4 because they really didn't have to redo anything. They're basically on the same type of engine to where they should be able to bring it over with just minor updates and all they're looking really is graphical power boosts so they should be able to cut it over it's not like going from uh, x64 architecture to x86 architecture where you have completely two different things that don't mesh well with each other so you should be they should be able to cut them over it shouldn't be too much of an issue i know that's something they wanted to keep because playstation Unlike unlike Microsoft is still making the PlayStation, uh, the PS4 Pro and the PS4 Slim. They're still making those currently right now. Xbox actually has recently put a halt to making any new Xbox. Xbox One X and the Xbox One S digital console. They completely have quit making those, and right now the only one they're going to be making right now from moving forward is the is the Xbox One S um, physical media one. And then um, also too another piece of news. I know I didn't even say this to Hollywood earlier, but this just popped in my head since we're talking about this. Microsoft has actually canceled people from being able to buy their 12-month Xbox Live Gold subscriptions. You can't buy that anymore now. They canceled it. They've cut it off. They're preparing for something big. They've got the Xbox Gamers Pass Ultimate, and they've got another the uh, Cloud X, I think is what they're calling it, and they've got that going. I think that's going to replace Gold altogether. I'm not sure, but just from what they're doing and what's happening now, I think that's what going to happen so be on the lookout for that especially if you're a microsoft player and also too that's probably going to change what playstation does so be on the lookout and see what playstation does as well so i got a question around that that's because what you just said so i still have a, a gold membership right with, with xbox mm-hmm. i haven't played my xbox in a while since uh, i guess red dead 2 um mm-hmm. i hadn't really turned it on much but so if i go on there now they're going to have canceled that subscription it, it's it's there until it runs out. So if okay. you have like two months left, then you've got you. two months left on it. Uh, okay. You can't go buy a new subscription. If you go try to buy a new subscription for it to add on to make it last the next year, you can't do that. They've cut that off. Okay, so it won't then it won't auto renew. Okay, that's good to know. No, you will not auto renew. Good to know. Uh, it's been shut off. The Xbox Live Xbox Gold mm-hmm. is shut down now. Well, it's not. It's not shut down. It's shut down for right. any new purchases. Okay. So you can't go buy a new subscription. So it's still going to be a, that's, a thing like that, except for it's just called something I don't else. Know, I, I don't know how, how they're going to do it. I, I'm guessing that it's going to be built into the uh, Gamer Pass Ultimate because that's something that they're pushing really hard. And two, 
I see it in the future that probably after this console, Xbox is not going to make another console. They're bridge, they've bridged the gap to where it's too oh, universal between your laptop, computer, desktop, whatever you have, and my, and your Xbox. Right now, I don't have an Xbox, but I can go buy um, the ultimate pass right now for my pc and my laptop and play all the xbox games all i got to do is get if i want to get an xbox controller or just use my keyboard and mouse so they're they're blurring the line there to where it's really not they're really going to end up putting themselves in a corner and basically put themselves where they don't have the need to make a console anymore they're going to basically paint themselves out of the console market especially considering how many people play on pc already if they just got gamer pass it's just another thing like uh, like steam so you got uh, you got steam and everything out there that has mm. most of the games anyway so you basically got that so that's microsoft microsoft's basically changing their business model to compete with more like steam and online gaming versus competing with playstation and the physical you know um consoles well so i was watching that's the, what i see anyway that's my predictions is what they're gonna phase it, out they're yeah gonna phase it makes, it out. so they were i was watching the video game video games the movie and i posted something about that like the the xbox one has more processing power in the cloud than any um or the processing power backing the cloud than any than all processing power that was on earth in 1999 and so that's how much far it's come wow. But anyway, it was a guy from Xbox who was talking about the Xbox. And um, they, it was right when PlayStation got in the market and PlayStation 2 came along. And that's when you could start really start telling these good stories because 3D and you know, could, your characters could start really looking and doing emotions and blah, blah, blah. Um, and do, do you know why they call it the Xbox? I don't remember the exact reason why. No so according to this movie... They wanted to make, just like you said, clear, a video game uh, computer box. You ever heard of DirectX? Yep. That's what it is. It was the DirectX box, and they just took the Direct off. It's just, a, isn't that just a game engine sort of? Yeah. Well, DirectX is just a is, is a graphical engine. Yeah. It's a graphics engine that you usually have. That I mean, it mainly focuses on gaming, but of course, it does help with other sure. things. But its its main focus is rendering the graphics and the 3D visuals and um, all that good stuff. You can usually you have a <clears throat> you used to you used to have an app on your computer where you can adjust your DirectX yeah. and the new high tech fangle stuff on a PC was oh I got the new DirectX because I remember when I got DirectX six and i thought i was hot stuff then i was like oh man i got the rex x6 now you know i'm, I'm, I'm kicking it but i mean it, it's yeah it's just a graphical interface engine that's all it is so it seems like that was kind of their plan all along you know it's just, just take a computer yeah. and put it in a box and then now they're just mirroring up, mirroring up the two computers so to speak. they were trying to make it basically they're trying to make a cheaper computer because yeah. i mean as you all know to build a good gaming computer you're going to spend anywhere from three to three hundred dollars to i think twelve hundred dollars right now is the top end graphics card that's just, just your graphics card, card. Wow. that's, that's wow. not that's not your that's not your processor that's not your motherboard that's not your ram that's not anything else that's just that alone it, it, <laughs> it's anywhere from 300 because you can get a good one for about 300 dollars, but you you need to spend about 300 dollars to get a very uh, to, to get a good one to play most of the games now um right now it's the um it's the rtx 2080 ti and they've got a cyberpunk edition and i think that cyberpunk edition runs north of 1200 dollars Mm. And it's just the graphics card. It's just that. That's all it is. Dang. Next year it'll be three hundred. 
Next, well, yeah. next year that card will probably be about down to about you know six seven hundred dollars. Graphic cards actually don't depreciate in value that much anymore. They used to depreciate like crazy every year. They would just drop and bottom out, but now they just stay so high up because not only can you use a graphics card for graphics. Now I'm getting a little bit into my very big nerdum. Is a lot of people buy these graphics cards to uh, mine. Uh, Bitcoin and uh, uh, cryptocurrency. So you have these high 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 graphic high end graphics cards. They can do all the calculations that are needed to mine the cryptocurrency. So they end up using those. So graphics cards don't go down in price very much anymore. You know, even when the new gen comes out, you just see them come down just a little bit, and that's it. I mean, it's you can buy an old gen for you know almost the same price you buy a new one. It's crazy. Well, speaking of high prices, how about <laughs> the, how about those games coming out for the PS5? So what happened with that? So EA drops and says that they're going to start pricing their games and starting with NBA 2K21. Oh, they gave away 2K20 for free. Just yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. That did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you have, if you have if you have the, if you have a PlayStation Plus, you got NBA 2K20 for free this this month. So please go download it if you like the basketball games. But NK, N, NBA 2K21 will be the first game priced at least in this generation, at sixty nine ninety nine flat. That's the base game, no frills or whatever. They, they want $70 for it. And they say due to the not so much getting the rights to the players with NBA 2K21 is a little bit of that, but more with how much more they've had to put in the graphics and how they've had to spend more time in doing the post-processing part of the gaming, of, of the game. And so that begs the question, what's so different now than what was just six months ago? You know, have you really done so much more in the game that you really can equate for that? Now, granted, we've been sitting at the $59.99 price price for what roughly 20 plus years for video games that's all the way back to nintendo man i mean i mean you do have some nintendo games that are in that price range you have some nintendo games that are that that were a hundred dollars when they first came out you know it's just all depends on what the game was you know but they didn't have like a you know like right now your flat price if you go in to buy almost any brand new video game it's Mm 59.99 back in the nintendo days you had new games that release at 29 39 49 59 you know all those different price ranges but your top was the 59.99 and so they've eventually Eventually, slowly throughout the years have gotten to where they've gotten to that price where all games are $59.99 when they release except for indie games. Indie games, of course, are cheaper, but they also are smaller games, more compact. They have less levels, less, less graphics usually, something like that to it. But you're looking at, you know, we've been playing $59.99 for quite a while and we haven't really have to, as gamers, had to deal with inflation on that. So that poses two problems for us in this generation. One, do we still fight back and say, no, we don't pay that $59.99? Or do we ride it out and say, well, you know, inflation, yeah, we might as well pay a little bit more. I mean, we're looking at we're fixing to have to pay probably the most we've ever had to pay, with the exception of the PS3 and some older consoles like Neo Geo and things like that. We're fixing to probably have to pay the most we've ever paid for console. So you're looking at, you know, high price of a console, increased price of games, you know, how does that make gamers feel? You know, how does that make y'all feel? I, I got to, so I guess I, you know, kind of have a question around what you said, you know, that EA comes out and says, hey, yeah, this has nothing to do with a licensing agreement with, with the NBA, you know, but EA is a tech company, right? They, they're mm-hmm. technically a tech company. So they understand the cost of tech and they understand, they can, yeah, being in tech, and I, you know, I work in a, in a biotech, 
industry, you know, we kind of know what our costs are and what our our net profits are. We can set those at the beginning of the year and our, our net unit profits are pretty accurate as we get through the year. So when COVID hit, it changed everything and it changed everything for the NBA and the other sports leagues. It didn't change anything for EA. What, what did it change for EA? They're not advertising anymore. Okay. That's marketing dollars. You just saved. So to me, they haven't done anything that's that innovative to justify that in the games. Now, yeah, if you look back to, you know, 19, you know, 99 versus today, yes, they've, they've done more. However, if they came out and said, well, the NBA players want more money, how, how well would that sit with people out there today versus saying, oh, no, it didn't have anything to do with them? It was, it was on us. So do you th- I understand how marketing works and sometimes you have to go in different directions. So if the NBA lost that much money, do you, I just, I'm just posing the question. Do you honestly think that they didn't go back to the licensing table and say, Hey, we've lost a lot of money this year. You know, nobody wants to hear that a billionaire who owns team wants more money for something else. So they take it on the chin. I'm not saying I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything, but it's just interesting to me that all this hits and then here comes NBA. Okay. Yeah. We're going to, it's going to go up for the flat. Well, I mean, I can, I I could think that probably there was some of that in play with it, but when you look at it like that, it's, you know, if you look at it from the, publisher standpoint from the gamer standpoint they you know buy from the from them a contract and they have a contract that's set in legal stone that they have to say that that we we pay you this much per game or whatever for the licensing of all of this that was already set actually years ago before this came before covid came along so for them to go back to renegotiate one I, I wouldn't see EA doing that because that, that takes a hit for them and they're going to have to increase their prices, which they know that's going to be a hard sell, especially in a time where people, tons of people have lost their jobs. People are, even though they are spending more on games, because of course, look, look at it now, it's so hard to find a Nintendo Switch, almost impossible right now. And they've spent more, but it's more been on like that type of games, not so much on the other stuff. Because look at GameStop. Their stock is tanked during this time. Yep. You know, you're looking at all all the decreases in gaming and all that and then all of a sudden they're saying oh well, we're going to charge you more and you're not buying as many games already but, and two you got to look at and you got to look at it like this too with ea i'm willing to bet because they're ea if i'm not mistaken ea is based in california correct think so. so ea based in california they are um they were on a mandatory stay home order so they're working from home. So now you don't have the up cost. I mean, you've got, of course, you're going to be paying the price of the building, but now you're not having to heat and cool that building for that time. You've got the decrease in electricity use there, which is probably a, 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 just an a ungodly amount of electricity they're using to do all of that. And all of these decreases, but yet they're asking for more money. So that's my issues there is like, I know how this is affecting because in, you know, being in a actual tech field and dealing with a lot of this kind of things you're you're seeing these costs getting reduced like that and two they're reducing staff on top of that to reduce cost not to uh not to change the subject too bad uh <laughs> I'm, 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 but this is something this is now i'm going to go back to it seriously you're talking about the gamestop stock so April, august 21 2015 it was for about 45 dollars 
and it's been tanking forever. COVID didn't have a super effect on it. It's been tanking forever. <laughs> but, well, uh, no, it's been tanking for a while. Yeah. It, it has. And but so COVID now, did, did hurt it. Now it's four dollars and seventeen cents. Okay, unbelievable. But check this. It's been it's been that four dollars since it was four dollars in January twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen. So this time last year it was still four dollars. It's now four dollars and seventeen cents. So it's been going for a year, about strong like that. The dividend yield is thirty eight percent, dude. So you can make a little bit of pretty penny on that if uh, you don't think it's going to go out of business. Anyway, so that's that's pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah. No no wonder they're going out of business when you got a thirty eight percent yield on your stuff. Golly. How can can anybody stay afloat on a thirty eight percent? Save your money, GameStop. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's a good point. So that, so how does this contract stuff work? I would assume they have it, you know, it depends on, it could be a million things. How do they have it written out, right? Uh, it could have been, hey, for this generation of video gaming, whatever, however they worded that, we got the license for this, the, uh, for your NBA, for your baseball, for whatever, uh, football, Madden. And, uh, and then if the next generation comes around, okay, it's time to renegotiate the contract. Who knows? It might not have anything to do with that. It might just ha- have to do with uh, the cost. And uh, the, with these sports games, there's people that play video games that just play sports games. So they're mm-hmm. going to want the latest thing, right? Mm-hmm. I personally do not care. I bought the show 2009. Well, it came out for free, 2019. I bought 2014 to check it out. Loved it. 2017, I bought you know for 10 bucks or whatever. And then 19 came out, and I've been playing it. And I love it, but I don't care if it has the names. I wouldn't know the difference anyway. I don't watch baseball that much uh, to know the difference anyway. Uh, so, whenever that ran out, they, I think they're just trying to get more money for that. Very, very plain and simple. I don't think it's NBA necessarily. I have no idea. It makes perfect sense though to say NBA. NBA is going, hey, we're losing money. You're going to charge an extra ten bucks, but you don't think they would probably come in and say, hey, we need to add. You know, we need to get a cut of these microtransactions or whatever. I don't know how they're going to do it or what kind of contract they got worked out. But I will say this. They, they found the magic point with video games for $60. And that's what sales, right? They found people aren't going to pay more than that, but they'll pay that. Um, Final Fantasy VI, you've heard me say it a million times. When it came out in 1994, how much was it? You've heard me Wait, say which it. Game? Final Fantasy VI. Oh God! I've heard you say it a thousand times. Yeah. I bought it when it came out. It's seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, and ninety four, bro, ninety four. So make sure my math is right, Doc. Twenty six years ago, three percent a year for inflation times three is seventy eight percent. So seventy nine ninety nine times point seven eight is sixty two dollars and thirty nine cents plus the original seventy nine. 99 that game would have been 142 dollars if it was released today yep 142 dollars dude but it goes back to what i mentioned about understanding net unit price and what you can charge at the beginning of yep. the year and what you have to accrue for on that backside for what you might lose throughout mm-hmm. the year you're right they found that sweet spot and they know people's mindsets aren't changing on what they're willing to pay for a game because they know that in two months that game's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper if they just wait. It's like you told said a minute ago, hey, just wait till they get the new system or, or whatever. It's going to drop. It'll drop. And it's going to happen. It's so rapid. 
Well, and let me throw this a little bit. Let me throw this little bit of news to y'all too, because you know we're talking about this, and Hollywood keeps on bringing in '94. He paid seventy nine ninety nine for a game. Games haven't always been that high price. It wasn't until two thousand five when Call of Duty two released for sixty dollars that the sixty dollar price locked in for all other games. It, so we've only been doing this since two thousand five, having okay. these solid paying this fifty nine ninety nine for a game. Yeah, you know, games before then were fluctuated based on how popular the game was and everything because you could charge based on demand. That's a supply and demand issue there, and of course prices go all over the place. Nintendo games usually carried a higher price tag because of fun factor; they're harder to get. You know, a lot of times they were sold out. Versus, you know, when you're looking at RPG games, some of them were sell high, some of them would sell low. It just all depended, and they had more fluctuation prices. Well, you know, in 2005, that's when Call- when uh, Activision popped Call of Duty 2 out. They're like, okay, the magic number is 59.99, and it stuck with all the other games, and everybody accepted that. Because I remember in, in 2005, I didn't complain when that came out. Of course, I wasn't a Call of Duty fan, but I didn't complain when the other games went to 59.99 either. So, all right, so they're sixty dollars. That's what they found. Okay, so like like you're saying, we doc too. That that's that's the magic number that all businesses go by. They whatever product they have, they find out what they're willing to pay, and it gets locked in. But if you take it back. Even back in the day, uh, Mario, okay, 60 bucks. They just happened to ha- have that. Mario 3 or what? I think Mario 3 is probably 40. I don't know. 59 would not surprise me. You can find these old Sears catalogs. You know how I've been there. But let's just say it's 59.99. That's fine. It doesn't really matter. Dude, that uh, was how a many straight you- throwback. You can't go past it. The Sears catalog? That was fantastic. That was a great reference. You can reference. find it. I wish, I mean, I, I used to get so excited when that thing would come in. You could look exactly. at all the games on it. It's like going to Toys yep. R Us and pulling the little tags. Yep. <laughs> that was great. And that's oh, gosh, like, the tags. Yes, I remember the tags from Toys R Us. People has messed my mind up so much. Am I imagining that it was $80? No, I'll go look at Sears. It's $80. Well, here's another piece of the article that I've been reading. And they were like, games haven't always been 60 though. Pricing in the 90s usually depended on your local stores. Super Nintendo Sega Genesis games were anywhere from 40 to $100 a cartridge. It wasn't until 2005 that a retail price was unofficially standardized. So basically, like I've been saying, you've had the fluctuation of prices based on games and yeah, stores going throughout there. So. so $60, how many people made, you know how many people made Mario Brothers 1? Probably like, that. It's, I don't know the exact number, it's yeah, like 30, 30 people. Right. It's like 30 people, all right? It's for Nintendo, and they split the whatever, however they did it. How many people are making Modern Warfare now? Hundreds. Yeah, All right? yeah. at least so, 300 on that team. whatever, six, the, the math doesn't change. You get $60 a cart. You, you having to pay a lot more people. And I think we did one on, uh, what did we do this podcast on, uh, Clear? It was one about uh, development in games, and it cost about $10,000 a month per person yeah. to, to, to run a company like that. And that's probably not saying for EA and all these bigger ones. It's probably cost a bit more, depending on who they got. But uh, but let, let's 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 take let's take that instance for, for for let's take that theory for instance. Well, hold on, so my theory. Got, me, you, let me go ahead and explain. My point ahead. is that if you're if you're our EA, a publisher, and it costs you two, I don't know, two billion dollars. Let's let's be realistic. Okay, it costs you five hundred million to make the game. If I sell it for sixty dollars. I'm only going to make 450 million. Like I'm estimating a sale, just like you said, we doc. You got your estimate every every year. I'm estimating a sale X amount, so I'm only going to make 450 million. Am I going to continue to make games? And I know we're not even getting to microtransactions yet. That's another way to bring profits. But if I sell it for 70, we'll break even. 
and then we'll make money on microtransactions. How often are they going to do that? Ask 3 you also, But you got to also look at it from this aspect too. Look at back, look at gaming back in. You're, you're comparing you know a Nintendo Mario game to Call of Duty, which is no, one I'm of not. The I'm comparing the amount the, right the, how big the amount to how big the company is. You still have to pay these people versus how big the companies are today. I don't care exactly. about the game. I know you don't care about the game, but you're not listening. Listen, okay. you got your Nintendo back then. You don't have the market back then that you have now. Okay. You have millions and millions of people that buy the game. When you drop a game on day one and you sell over 5 million copies on day one, there's where your money is. Okay. And now, not only is it in that at your fifty nine ninety nine price, it's in the fact that people just paid, okay, I just made... 100,000 copies of the collector's edition that I sold for $200. I just made the um, limited edition in the steel book that I sold for $100. Then I made the the one that covers the pass for $79.99. You just released it in four different types of markets right then. You flooded your market and you sold 5 million copies day one and you're still steadily selling it after that. That's where so the your market now make your their market's money. bigger, you, so it's it evens your mar- your out. Your market gets better it, now. It's expanded greatly yeah, because you've got so true. many people that play games, and you've also got this smaller. Or you've got you, you, when you look back in the day, Nintendo was just breaking into it to re reinvent gaming. So let's you know? do let's so, do some quick. Okay, let me let me. That's a great. That is a very good point. Clear. That is a great point. Let's see here real quick. Uh, let's just say, you know, so we know. Like Mario Three was like one of the best selling games, and it only sold like three million. And and mm-hmm. I'm, my numbers may be completely off, but the best selling games back then sold like three million. All right, how many games? How many Call of Duties games sold day one? Uh, how many copies of the first Call of Duty sale? Okay, this is this is the first Call of Duty. 250 million copies as of February 2000. That's February 2016. So 250 million times, you know, 3 billion. What is that growth right there? What percent is that? A thousand percent? Something like that? It's insane. So yeah. yeah, that's valid. Okay. Well, then there you go. That that just totally negates my, totally negates my point for uh, the $70 game. So now I'm against it. Well, I mean, it, it's, so, so in, 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 I'm in, the, it. Those. in the article, in the article that I've been reading through, um, the um, uh, analyst that's writing this article said the shift to sixty nine ninety nine should have taken place back in 2013 um, based on some market research. But they didn't want to do that. And they were worried about the mobile threat because you've got to think about it. In 2013, mobile gaming on cell phones started getting bigger you had things like clash of clans coming out you had all these other games that were taking just bukus of money out of the console market and throwing it that way you know and so instead of bumping the price up that's when you started seeing the silver and gold editions of the games the limited editions the collector's editions that's when you started seeing those come in a lot bigger because used to yeah if it was a big game they'd make a collector's edition now almost every single game that comes out has a collector's edition uh, it's it's it, it baffles me how many people actually want to get these collector's edition of like i don't know you know of, of of random games, you know, it's just crazy uh, what what collect what games have collectors editions to them. So that's the way that they're actually keeping money coming in is that they've got such a mass market now versus back then. And if you think about it, it actually balances out to where, you know, you only have thirty employees back then that you had to pay. Where you have thousands, you have to pay now. Well, they're probably making yeah, you know, they're probably making more, of course, but not just a whole ton more. 
Yeah, so if you take 30 employees, and I don't want to get boggled down, I'm too at this, I'm just thinking out loud, 30 employees times 10 equals 300 employees, right? So if the mark, if the video game company itself grew 10 times, then they got 300 employees about the size of what it would call the number of employees that, you know, maybe like a CD Projekt Red or somebody has. All right, 300. <clears throat> so they sold 3 million. Let's times that times 10. Yeah, so it's, so, the, if, so if it only if it grew that same amount, it'd only be thirty million. So it's grown way more faster than it has their than the company's growth itself. So yeah, that just validates your point there. Clear. Anyway, just was one. So I don't want to bog everybody down with the math because you can't see what I'm doing on the calculator. But basically, our point is is why boost it to seventy? Yeah. Look at the look at the money. You're still having all of these places making hand over fist. Nintendo's killing it right now. I mean, it's slaying it. I mean, heck, it's hard to find even a new copy sometimes of Mario Kart Eight. And how long has that one been out? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it, it actually did take me a little. It, it it actually did take me a little while. I mean, you have to go if you go to Walmart, you most likely can catch it. But if you're going through GameStop trying to help keep the, those places afloat, I mean, they're having a hard time keeping up with market demand. So it's just one of those things where, you know, it, is, is it justified to go to the 70? I don't think so. I don't see it. Um, I know that they claim, oh, well, we're paying more money for graphic designers and level designers, and they're more intricate now and things like that. And, yeah, gaming, gaming has gotten more intricate now. You have, you have multi-tiers in a single level, you know. So, but it's not the extra $10 bump. Yeah, you're going to have people kind of scoff at that. It could be very simple. They sit around there their conference table, all the, the, the stockholders and say, you know, how do we make more money this year? Cause of COVID <laughs> it's just hurting us. Who knows? They were why. like, they were like, let's have, let's, let's, let's see how much blood we can get out of this tournament. Yeah, we need what they more. Did. So we, we did a, did a survey on all the gamers that play these sports games that buy these sports games. It is a select few that buy a sports game on day one. Now I'm going to put it to you this way. And they probably it's said they not pay just for it. the it's not just the sports games that are doing this. So somebody else said this, they're going to do it. EA was just the first to announce it. The theory is is other gaming oh, but companies are going to follow suit. It, though, is what I'm saying. So yeah, but they will follow suit if it sells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EA EA's announced it, and um, I think a couple of them are starting to announce it undercover and try to see if they can push it through the underground and see what, what happens there but there's been a good bit of pushback already on that $69.99 price yeah and I'm so, sorry we went so far on that because I know we weren't <laughs> meaning to talk that much on it but that's actually it can be a quite interesting topic if you dig into it is that what happened we doc did they get together and say you know the, the, the investors are y'all a privately owned company or a publicly owned company I guess it don't matter whoever owns the company sits around. okay no, no I mean it does matter public versus private is very very different but they would yes. still sit around. The, well, they still have the private owners sit around and saying, how do we make more money? Yeah, oh no, you do that every single year, but you're just not, within the private company, you don't have, you have your small group that's making right. that decision. In the public company, everybody that bought a share has a say right now. You're bored and, and you're whoever has that, the you know, the most board members and everything like that. And the public is driving a lot of that and how they want to structure the company. But uh yeah, so it's it's all dependent on who's putting the pressure, or if you're getting pressure from a third party entity like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like a Nelson Peltz or, or or Dan Loeb or some of these big hedge fund investors that run out of uh, New York, and that's where you know you have to be very careful because if they feel that they can convince enough people to 
that we they can make more money another way, then they're able to insert themselves into these companies. And that's when you start to see them selling off pieces of company and companies divesting assets and uh, different pieces. And then eventually that company doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so that's probably what happened. They just got together and says, hey, we've did inter- we, we, you know, we feel like they will buy this at $70. And that's it. So for the sports games, that's something that's been announced so far. And, it's uh, the only thing that's been been hardcore announced. Yes, there's been like I said, there's yeah. been undercut uh, under rumblings that others are following suit and were already planning that. But EA was the first one to step out in the water and say, "Yeah, we're going to do it." Yeah. So I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think that's detrimental to gaming or anything. I mean, if uh, if they want to do it for and it works for them, and then they want to release the next Call of Duty for eighty dollars, and not you know it sells half, then I mean, you know, because hey, you got. Fortnite for free you got apex legends for free but and you got warzone mm-hmm. for free now too so why would they do that but anyway there's all kind of stuff like that that uh i think that they're, they're just all interesting the topics guys. for sure i mean it's all always yeah. like i said i wasn't even thinking about that when we got on here and then brought up the you know what oh yeah it's, 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 it's a it. crazy thing because i've, I've, I've been looking good. into it for a little while after they announced it you know and it's like okay why are you doing this and that's where i've pulled some of the research from all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to just sports games in general. Uh, Clear, you want to start her off? Yeah, I got some fun facts about sports games. Um, first of all, the first ever sports game, and a lot of people probably think Pong. I mean, when I say first ever sports games created, what do you think? Uh, we Duck, what do you think? I can say, so I would, I would have obviously gone to Pong. The first one I ever remember playing was the Stickman basketball on Atari. Mm-hmm. And man, and then there's several I passed that. I remember the first Nintendo when I played and everything past that. But those were the original. I would have said Pong, right? That's sports, kind of like uh, ping pong. Hollywood, essentially. I, yeah, Hollywood. What would you say? I would say tennis with friends. You would both be wrong. Oh. The first video game created ever, gaming created, was called Tennis for Two. Tennis for Two. And it was created on an oscilloscope in 1958. You had to have 58. access to an oscilloscope to play it. William Higginbotham created it on an oscilloscope. Then you started seeing games come in in 67, 72. Uh, I, I don't want to murder the name, but Taito. It's T-A-I- T-O. Yeah, Taito. Uh, Taito. Yeah. And Sega, they start getting into sports marketing a lot with their um, arcade machines and things like that moving up. You got Sega Grand Prix. You got Crown Soccer Special. Those games coming out in 67. Um, I'm sorry, Grand Prix was 60, 69. And then um, Pong. Pong hit in 72. So you had all this other stuff before Pong, you know. Pong is the first video game that everybody remembers because it's the first mainstream video game. That's the first, first one they can get consoles at the house, right, mm-hmm. to run that. So yep. it makes yeah. sense. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So the first mainstream game. So it, it, it went on there. And then you have games coming in 73 to 79. You've got the basketball game that uh, we Doc mentioned. Davis Cup is a tennis game and um, all of that. Space Invaders, they classify that sometimes as a sports game. Oh, I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How in the, the world is that classified as a sports I'm game? I'm sorry. I, I was reading. <laughs> I'm reading fast through my notes here, and I, Coastal uh, it, slipped it, it, in on this uh, <laughs> this podcast. The creator and of the original up. Space Invaders <laughs> designed 
Davis Cup and a soccer and and, and they they also released creatively tackered, t- titled soccer the soccer game uh, it was re- created by the, th- those were both made by the same creator that created Space Invaders that was my notes sorry guys <laughs> re- trying to read too fast in my notes because I'm trying to I'm trying to give them some time to talk because they play more sports games than I do and then um, they released a uh, Sega and uh, Taito both released released uh, hockey games that looked just like Pong except for there were boundaries and smaller goals moving on down you keep keep on going in there through there so the the big kicker is and i gotta find where i put it in my notes is when you had the introduction of the first ai into a game and the first ai was in uh, uh was namco in 1982 released pole position it was oh, the yeah. first ever game that had ai in it that actually you know adjusted to you and and it, and it grew with you so that 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 that's where sports games really started to grow even more because now with AI you can actually do more and everything and so that's where everything starts growing and that's GP World uh, Laser Grand Prix th- those had actual live action footage in them they were all, they, those were both made in 84 and they were produced on LaserDisc and that was the first games that were produced on LaserDisc um, and then 80 to 85 every kind of sports game had a release in its honor I mean so you had horse racing bullfighting rock climbing <laughs> professional wrestling i mean just tons horse of crazy off the wall games some of those oh, yeah. games i've never even played i want to play some of those i think bullfighting would be fun bull i want to get down yeah, bullfighting bull you could oh I man mean, get play, your guy I and level tons up tons of wrestling games so i can leave that on the side give me the bullfighting wow, that'll be fun that's awesome. so then you have to start moving in into um um the expanded use of the artificial intelligence and the rise of electronic arts. That's 1987. So guys, I'm going to let y'all start picking up from there because that's where the baseball games and all of that come well, you're in missing, and we'll move on. You're missing one of the greatest consoles in the world. You're talking yes. about golf for Nintendo? No, no, no. Console. That was what well, I was going to bring game. up about Nintendo was, was golf. I got to talk about this is the stupidest console ever made and it's the Odyssey. Um, oh yeah, I don't even have that in my notes. It is a garbage console. Now this is the back in seventies, right? And this is like you said, we Doc Pong was coming out, so people had these machines that would just have just Pong on it. You know, just this is the Pong machine or whatever. And then Atari introduced the, I think Commodore may have, but somebody I think it was Atari, but maybe it's Commodore that can interchangeable cartridges or whatever. Anyway, it's sitting a lesson on the systems, but uh, Odyssey. It's literally it, it, who how people pay money for this. I blows my mind. I don't know if anybody ever did, but it was just a pong game with lights in the back of the screen. Okay, boop. You see a little ball. Boop, boop. Oh, you want to play hockey on here? All you have to do is put the little hockey overlay on your TV screen, and it's still yeah the the Same <laughs> still thing. the lights going. Oh, you want to play Ghost House? You put the Ghost House overlay. And you see the light go. It's the ghost. I see a ghost going through the windows right now. It's just the same thing with a different overlay on your screen, man. But I bet we. I bet at that time it we it probably was. Oh man, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Now sure you look at like so. what, what is that? A light bright. <laughs> yeah, it's not even light bright cool man light bright you could change the colors of the dang thing so I want to give one cool more fact before I move on that I skipped over and I'm sorry I skipped over this is in 72 when Pog became big bars would buy Pong arcade systems in order to attract patrons from miles around a typical Pong machine would bring in 30 to 40 dollars a night which was previously unheard of this is in 72 that's awesome yeah. That's that, yeah, I mean that, that, that just reminds me like when y'all did the ready player one podcast and you know if you, if you read the book and all that, he has to go back and he puts that quarter that's like on the yeah, Pac-Man the machine. Quarter. It makes me think about, like, 
I remember, and y'all may too, like some of those games coming out of like Chuck E. Cheese, you know, when it was a big deal <laughs> oh, when you were yes. a kid. And that could be lines. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, lines, Ooh. quarters. Whoo, man, Pizza NBA Hut, Jam. man, Pizza Hut. NBA Jam. NBA Pizza Hut Forest had a line for Ninja Turtles yeah, all the time. So. It had NBA Jam there too. Um, man, this is this is taking me back. Man, this is this is very nostalgic. well. Since you since you missed Ready Player One, I want to do a shameless plug. Ready Player Two, they're coming out with the book. It's already ready for pre-order. So get get wow. it down. I know that. that we all loved Ready Player One. Ready Player Two, go check Couldn't it out. Put it down. It's a book. It was awesome. So and they are planning a movie to go along with it. So the uh, start start when it's you know because that's kind of when I started. They had boxing on Atari, which is just over the top and the deuce punching and I just remember that one. That's the only one I'm from Atari that I really remember as sports goes. It's just called boxing. You know, back then there was no naming convention. You just the name of the game was the name of the game, and you had the black box mm-hmm. black box Nintendo games. And back then the black box Nintendo games, the cover art was just kind of a a sprite from the game, you know, on there. So you had, you know, golf, like we just mentioned, you had baseball, you had soccer, you know, uh, what other ones did you have on there that I remember? Baseball, soccer, just, just the black box games. There was a tennis one. Hockey. Tennis. Exactly. Hockey. hockey. Well, hockey was ice hockey, right? It was, it was ice hockey, but it, it was a black yeah, box game, right? right? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, I don't it wasn't. Think it was right. Box. You're right. That was a blue box. Yeah, I it, played I in the box maybe, though. Was it? I maybe played, it was. I'm, I'm I looking it up right now. So it was ice hockey. It was ice I hockey a black box? Ice hockey. No, it is a blue box. Yeah, there it, it is right blue. there. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because let me go back to all the way back getting because EA was basically the ones for the black box. That was a Nintendo. That was a Nintendo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, we're gonna have to hold that's it. 98, yeah, I that's... thought it came out right away, though. No, I mean, I've got it right here. There's the box right there. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I know it eventually changed. Yeah. yeah, here's a list of all the Nintendo black box, <laughs> black box games. Uh, you had, uh, I don't know if 10 yard, no, 10 yard fight would be the would be a foot would be a football. You had uh, baseball, you had, of course, Excite Bike, you had golf. Um, ice climb, uh, kung fu, um, pinball. Ten yard fight was black box. That's football. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm reading. This is all. This oh, okay. All the ten yards. You read I'm reading. It? Uh, yeah, pro wrestling, slalom, soccer, wow. tennis, volleyball, and the rarest black box games. Uh, none of them were uh, sports games. Donkey Kong Junior Math stack of them. Clue Clue Land, Kung Fu. Yeah, but yeah, those Kung were Fu those were your sports games. Too. If you called those, I mean, it, some of them are kind of iffy on sports, but you know, those were your sports games on Black Box. No ice, no ice hockey. No, you're right. You're right. So, uh, yeah, ice hockey was kind of an arcade type, and you know, so so they didn't have. So let's just talk about the baseball game. That's the one I remember playing the most, besides golf. But golf's not necessarily a team, but uh, the the baseball game um, that's where you're going to see the most change. Well, I don't know, but golf is is as well. And I think about it, but baseball was just a steady field. Uh, you know, you didn't you don't have the infield and outfield. It was just one big picture of all the infield and outfield at once. Everybody was looking at the same screen. Uh, it didn't change. There's no cameras or anything like that. And you could pitch, curve, slow, fast, and bing, and it hit and. Uh, you run your little. If you moved one outfielder, the whole all three of them moved. Same way with the infield. Oh, yes. 
Uh, I think you just moved the shortstop and second baseman. Uh, but I don't remember. And then you just pushed right and A or B to throw the ball over there. I mean, it's just that very simple. And it was like, you know, there was no, there was no actual teams uh, names that were like re- there was no licenses at the time. Right. No. Sega brought that to the, to the light there later on with the licensings. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I remember doing on this, I mean, I, I can imagine going back and looking at this stuff on baseball. What could you do? now but if you push the d-pad right in the center when you're pitching and held it down and you so say you're pushing up down left and right at the same time and push a the ball would go and it would go like straight 90 <laughs> degrees but to the fans real slow <laughs> i did it and i told my dad he's like no it didn't mean my dad used to play it that's like pressing the start button on when you're the other person was playing Mario when they went to jump over a hole. Press the start oh, button and that yeah. person would fall straight down yeah. and then they could rotate back to your turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you did that, it would throw he would throw it in the stands really slow and the game's like, what is wow. going on here? Like it just didn't understand that input. But anyway, that was kind of crazy. He lost control of the ball, man. That's, that's all you had to say. He yeah. lost control. <laughs> so I was talking to Rev today and he had mentioned, which I think is true, the first licensed uh uh wait no no oh gosh i can't remember what it was baseball stars was the game but was it the first one that had real players i think it might have been the first one to have real players so that would be uh licensing yep but um, i think they had babe ruth and all this kind of stuff not, oh, wow. not like yeah. the, the 1983 was the first licensed games Larry Bird Dr. Okay, J I and thought Larry it was Bird Larry Bird was the first one yeah Larry Bird and Dr. J very first sport, first licensed sports game based on names and likenesses of famous athletes so Rev was wrong no he didn't say that I just thought he said <laughs> but they had like Babe Ruth and stuff so the first Major yeah. League Baseball game was uh, Major League Baseball for base for uh, oh yeah for an NES Baseball stars. Here it is. This is uh, allow players to create a team, configure baseball league, season play. Yeah, this is, this is kind of an expensive game too. You can get it now, but it's the one you created a season. Um, let's see. You can have seasons and teams. Kept, right it, it kept, first- he said it kept up with your statistics and stuff. I think. So anyway, so yeah, those are I remember. Basically, baseball, RBI baseball. They started getting more and more advanced. They started the cameras started getting better. The, I guess they figured, hey, this is starting to sell. Uh, you started having you know real people, real players. Uh, they all looked exactly the same. Um, That's right, man. But, like, uh, like double dribble, you know? Yeah, double dribble was. <laughs> I just always remember dribble. that thing starting off, man. That'll always stick yes. in my head. Yeah, that yeah. Dribble. double dribble. And then when you when it makes that slam dunk, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you get so the coach of that, so this was sick, man. And it's, and you get to that slam dunk, it goes in that slam, it gets real close to the guy, and you and know, then, and it's just like and a it, scene. Yeah, and scene so, comes up how they do it. You had the cutaway, and then, and, like, and, then and then when they dribble down, it's like donk, 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 and there's some place like, uh, if you there's a little trick here. If you, oh, are, if you miss your dunk, I love that. If you, you go, you yeah, it goes. <laughs> but if you're if you're going, uh, for some reason, I think if you're going left, I guess you can go anywhere. But if you're like, if you go to the bottom of the court, and when you're like a certain area, uh, about halfway, you're not even cross half court yet. You can throw, and he'll make it every time. There's like a point you can just shoot. Woo, 
That's, so that goes back to like ice hockey that I was bringing up. So on ice hockey, me and me and my brother played that. I mean, and uh, Chris played that a lot. And if you could ever get behind the opponent's net with the with the or the goal with the puck, and you go up and down, up and down, up and down real fast, the goalie would get confused, and you could just run around and put it in. <laughs> really? Oh gosh! You just go well, up, and down, your guys up and down, up and down, like up and that. down, and then so, so you get confused and you just run around and stick it right in <laughs> every <Wow>. time. <laughs> so that that reminds me of one thing I did post on our Facebook page about NBA Jam. Uh, NBA Jam is actually biased against the Bulls. If you ever pick the Bulls and you're playing the Pistons and you're down at toward the end of the game and you're down by like two or three or whatever, you will not make your shot to win the game. You will always lose. There is coding in it. The developers of NBA Jam have already said, yes, we did it on purpose. We don't like the Bulls. Well, well they, they couldn't they couldn't license Jordan. No, it wasn't that. It, it had nothing to do with that at all. It, this was this was this was them saying, saying, "Hey, we like the Pistons. We wow. don't want the Bulls to win." It was kind of it was kind of a little rub in their face because they said they even mentioned that it has nothing to do with the whole Jordan licensing or anything. Wow. We just we didn't like the Bulls. We wanted to rub it in Pistons. Yeah, you know, we we love the Pistons, and so. So before we move on to that, you know, since we're moving past the Nintendo, so what? Two, maybe two games do you remember that were probably your favorite two sports games? On the Nintendo. Oh, you know. You know. <laughs> First of all, golf. Right? That's my golf, yeah. And then the greatest football game ever oh, created. Oh, I see, Somebody had to bring it up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Super well, Tecmo Bowl. I was going to say, is it Tecmo Bowl or Super Tecmo Bowl? Super Tecmo Bowl. Now, let me, let's, okay, we got to talk about Super Tecmo Bowl. For, for, so let me mention this first. What we were used to, so we did play NES uh, play action, me and a friend of mine, play action football all the time. NES play action football. And that, we thought that was so good, man. Then, of course, Tecmo Bowl and Super Tecmo Bowl. Now, Super Tecmo had real teams, real players, licensed. You could do a season and all that. But anyways, NES play action football. And then it was one the one of the dumbest football games. I don't know. This was just the, a garbage prototype football game that they slapped a guy's name on there. John Elway quarterback was the oh, God, worst that. football game ever. Oh, God, And if you yes. got John Elway, there was one place called, um, I don't know what it was, like a flea flicker play, but he kept the ball. It, was like, it wasn't a quarterback sneak, but it was some kind of a weird play that you could like glitch out the game. I don't even know if it was a glitch. It could have just been the game. You you hike the ball, and, and if you kind of push B, like he's going to hand it off, but don't, and it goes, it'll get, the game will go like that. And then John Elway, or the quarterback, can just go like literally about 20 times faster than everybody else. And he can run around the screen and just do whatever. And the whole, here goes the rest of the whole team chasing him, you know, and he just keeps doing that. And he's going to score every time. It's like, dude, this is terrible. But anyway. That's hilarious. So then here comes uh, Super Tech Mobile. And dude, we had so much fun in college with that game. Oh, God. I cannot tell you how many many times did we play that game or play the the leagues at uh, when we were in the houses at Jones. So we had... So we had a Nintendo 64. So we were just, we had Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 2 was coming out. And we got PlayStation 2. So, this is, so it wasn't like we were in college when this was out. This is some old game that we played all the time. Uh, we uh, we played, they do seasons. Like, hey, you can get one reset. That was like a rule. And then you just play mm-hmm. your season and then and then go. And then every once in a while, to team you up with your buddy. And you're like, oh, well, here we go. See who's going to win the Super Bowl. It saved it. It had a save state. Yep. Oh, so good. And if you had, and I remember... I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I th- no, this was 
either on Super Nintendo or, and this might have been Super Tecmo Bowl. Was this one that had uh, uh, LT on it that was real good, or yes. was that the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo version? Um, being, the, well, the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo version were exactly the same, just carded different. So if I played Iceman so. Foreman, <laughs> Brent Foreman. Oh, God, yes, he was I good. I played the mm-hmm. Iceman, and he got LT, and I couldn't do anything, dude. It was mm-hmm. so frustrating. I was like, Iceman, this ain't online. We we can we go out in the yard here soon because you keep yeah, you keep yeah, putting yeah. LT. Well, <laughs> I can't right do anything. The guy, you could you could peg him with a controller if you wanted to. Ah, right quit. there by you. That's, it yeah, was like but, it was like having Barry Sanders or Bo Jackson. Either yeah, one of them because you could run circles anything. all the way from one end zone to the other. With yeah. with well, see, and they couldn't tackle you. I mean, you they couldn't. Well, it's just like you. having the it's just like having the Niners with uh, Montana and Rice. If you threw the ball, you just had to throw the ball in Rice's area. He got it every single time. So, so, th- so okay, let's get, get, get serious here. <laughs> what it added, <laughs> right? So, it's regular Tecmo Bowl, that's on the Switch right now. You can play it. It's not as mm-hmm. good. They don't have the names. They didn't have the license. It's the same people and everything. They just took the names out. All right. You could pick from four plays. And if the, your, your buddy picked the same play as you, that's how he would stop Sack it. You can still every stop time. it. Yeah, you can still get away. Now, you can get, get away, away, but it was hard. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, very like you one out. Of, you know, you you got to know he picked the play. You can't. You, most of the time, you're not going to get away. It's just it's just a uh, broken play. But anyway, so super technical is out. It starts adding this realism to it. You can fumble now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have players get hurt. So then you had to start substituting, and so you're starting to see this development now. A little bit more of uh, the realism kind of come to not just the arcade sports games, uh, but you know this is like people. It's like now I'm kind of having to manage this team. I got to deal with some of the negative things as well. Um, so now we're starting to see some depth getting into these games. And then here comes uh, Super Nintendo era. Well, well, go ahead. Well, first of all, did you want to get everybody's best two? Yes, I want to see. You said yours. Yeah, clear. What you got? What were your favorite two? I said. I said. I'd probably say golf, and um, it, it's a hard toss up between Super Tecmo Bowl and and the MLB because I, I have fond memories of both of them. I remember playing the MLB yeah, baseball. I think you played with, that a lot with with with, with, fa- with friends of mine at the Shoba County Fair. You know, yeah. days it was raining, we're sitting there in the fair cabins playing that. So it's just, I, it's a toss up between the two. So I, I really couldn't, I hate to say, I hate to be the wishy washy one, no, but I have to be wishy washy on that. Cause I love golf too. Cause that was, uh, that was like, that was the original. So right. I, I, it was the original and it's the only video game I ever got my dad to play with me. So that's just, it's, 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 it's special to me. So, and I could still get my dad to this day right. to you play could, that you game. Had, he you could have had my dad, and he'd have played every game and then threw every remote against the wall when he got mad at it and broke all your remotes <laughs> where you couldn't play. So. <laughs> so, no more playing. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite one? So uh, my favorite two that I probably have the most memories of, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. God, how many hours did yes. I spend playing Tyson? And then I've got an obscure one that is still to this day, actually, when me and Chris get together, we play. And we have the same teams we use every time. But it's Little League World Series. Hmm. Good game. It's a good game. It's, uh, Chris was always New York, and I was always Chinese Taipei. Every time. Of Those were the best they were, two They teams. were really good back then. Yeah, back Chinese then, they Taipei. were awesome, right? So, and, and, and I can still tell you the lineups of both those teams because we knew every single player on those teams, who you needed to pitch, That's what you funny. needed. But it, it was just – it was super simple, nothing fancy about it. But that was – I had more memories playing Little League 
um, with my brother. And I guess because we were, you know, we were younger, that was kind of our deals. Like, man, they made a game for us. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that that was us at the time. So that game's always stuck out in my mind, and we 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 actually played it, you know, on the on the emulator recently. So. Yeah. Nice. I have to throw out an honorable mention, man. I can't. I can't. We can't move on without mentioning pro wrestling. No, oh, pro yeah, wrestling. Just, we had a lot of fun was, with that one. I don't think it held Star up. Guy Star Man I mean, or whatever it, it his name was. It, it didn't. It didn't hold up worth crap. But man, it, it, we played it like crazy until Super Nintendo came out. And I've got yeah. as we get into that Super Nintendo and all that, I've got a. I've got a, a piece of memorabilia. I've got to show y'all when we get on into these other. Let's go with it, pieces. man. Let's go to right, Super Nintendo. Roll. What you got? Well, before we jump to Super Nintendo, oh, I just yeah. want to mention this because <laughs> because of the the name of the game and the franchise that carries into New Super Nintendo. So this is a huge lead in for us. In 1988, John Madden Football debuted, but not on a console, on the Apple II series of computers. Wow. Uh, and that's when John Madden Football started. I just wanted to add that before okay. we jumped up. Before we yeah, jumped on, huge. and it came out with Super Nintendo, and you could tackle people. On John Madden's football, obviously, but as they were laying down, you could keep running up to him and kicking him and go, 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 uh, 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 uh. You remember that? You could just keep running over him. I think yeah. it is make all this sound while they're down. <laughs> you could scoot them across the field when they're wow. down. Anyway, that was not a good game either. I didn't like I had that one. Uh, I, I didn't, didn't like, like John Madden games. I think it was like 92 or something, but anyway. All right, so let's see that memorabilia, man. What you got? All right, so. I had to throw this out while we while we were here because it's just it's near it's near and dear to my heart. So you guys, uh, you know, wrestling was we we always played. But once it got kind of owned into the Super Nintendo, they started really you know licensing with the the WWF at that time, right? You could yep, get the Royal yep. Rumble and stuff like that. So anyway, I have uh, <laughs> a piece. I collect some sports memorabilia, not a ton. Most of it is around Mississippi State. And things like that. So, you know, like I've got all the ESPN, um, the magazines that have had Mississippi State on the cover, which yeah. is one. And then the Sports Illustrated. Two. They <laughs> had two. One. The ESPN had two. two. No, you're thinking about Sports Illustrated. Uh, Sports Illustrated. I'm so sorry, ESPN Sports had one. Yeah. There's three for Sports Illustrated. So, okay. um, you know, so I always actually have like some of them sitting here. So this would be like the Dak Prescott one. So they yeah. always yeah. put these on the wall. So they're all the same frames. But so do you guys you guys remember the uh the, the movie Billy Madison, I'm sure, right? Oh mm-hmm. yes. And so in that there is a wrestling character. <laughs> do you do you remember this oh, yeah. wrestling character? Yeah. His name? Uh, Doctor Insano. Nope. Nope. Is it not Doctor Insano? That wasn't Billy Madison, that's on a water boy. That's Billy Madison. that's yeah. yeah, that's water boy, I'm sorry. That's what I'm thinking of though. Golly. That's what I was the, thinking of. The was revolting blob. Yeah, the principal ended up being the revolting yes. Bob. So, okay, now I'll speak it and say no. So, so the, this was actually this was actually based on a real person. Okay, so the revolting mm-hmm. Blob was one of the most vile wrestlers ever. He would hit senior citizens and sit on his opponents' heads. In 1983, he completely disappeared from the wrestling scene after killing uh, an up and coming wrestler, Iron Man McGee, when he didn't pinch his leg to let him know he was running out of air. So I remember hearing so that. that was on that was on the movie and they talk about that. So mm-hmm. I have the one and only original copy, August issue, nineteen eighty three, Wrestling Magazine of the Real Revolting Blob. And I don't know if oh y'all can gosh. see this. Let me see. Back it off the screen just a little bit. You see? Or speak there for us. Hang on. Now. 
Oh my god! You recognize anybody? Recognize that guy? He's got a mask <laughs> on. Yeah, he's, you should know who it is, though. <laughs> The only one that. in existence today, oh, Revolting wow. Blob, yeah, 1983. Yeah. Uh, is that who I think it is? See, He's yeah. on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, He's yeah. been on our podcast. This is Coastal Minorities. Coastal Minority <laughs> was the Revolting Blob. Oh so gosh. I'm going to send this. So for the H&K, so you have this and that you will have it as your, you know, you can put it on your on your Facebook account. That'll be our whatever. picture for our um for the podcast. Yeah, anytime, we, anytime we have him on, we're going to put that picture up and say featuring the revolting blog. So I had, I had to bring this His out. So it, it even has a, a Sports Illustrated frame and everything for it. So. Please nice. tell me you hang that on your wall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm the only person who has it. to sign it. <laughs> oh, he's going he's to kill he me for, for, for bringing this up. But so the, the reason I brought it up was so that was what we, we named Eric when he, when he when we became stepbrothers. That's what we called him because he uh, Eric was prone to breaking the earth. Coastal would break everything. And he, he broke his neighbor's leg wrestling on the trampoline and, and he broke his cousin uh, – his cousin's arm jumping on a mattress like he was coming off the top rope. He landed on top of him. So it just played in perfect. Hey, he was supposed to pinch my leg if he was running out of air because he would hurt everybody. So we just that's what we started calling him was the, the revolting oh blob. So I have the only edition of the coastal minority, oh. the real revolting blob. <laughs> oh my gosh. It took a minute to see and I was like, I know, his face is like, glare on as soon as I saw big. the goatee, <laughs> you start I seeing it. Because I, I, when I saw the goatee, I was like, "Oh God, no, that's coastal." I was really looking for and a real revolting blog. Like, oh, oh I had God, I had it planned out because that was the real story from <laughs> yeah. Billy Madison like, that I read you. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Man, it's age forty three. I says, "How old is this guy?" Let's see what this is. <laughs> Coastal's gonna be so mad at me, like uh, so that's mad. That's good, man. That's good. That's fine. Y'all just need to y'all need to take take it out and golf. Uh, it's good because exactly. you did the Mississippi State stuff up front, so we thought it was gonna be real. Yeah, exactly. I had it planned out, man. It was planned out beautiful anyway so so super nintendo (laughs) (laughs) so what's the two games let's just do it this way what's the two games that you remember the most off super nintendo sports games that you played a lot and you really so the first i'd say is is ken griffey jr baseball yeah me too i was thinking of that one too can o'corn and nick nohart in the home run derby Yes. <laughs> a can of corn. Yes. Oh, a can of. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, what's up? We played so much home run derby. I mean, it was ridiculous. But then, um, you know, it, probably it'd be NBA Jam. Yeah. NBA Jam was the game. And the reason I remembered it so much was um, freaking – the the rubber banding on that game that, that was mm-hmm. I don't remember rubber banding in video games before that. What do you mean? So that there's built into the games where if you get ahead, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. other team's gonna have be able to come back. Didn't matter how yeah, yeah. well you were playing, your team was gonna mess up enough. So yeah, that the, keep... so Wayne Gretz, when you get on into sixty four, yeah, we're gonna get yeah, into yeah. that. So we're but but into... that was uh, I do it too. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a big one too. But it, it, you know that was the first <laughs> I time I remember story. rubber banding in the arcade. You could not get that far ahead. Yeah. on that game. Yeah, 
Yeah. So when, yeah, NBA Jam. Uh, then they had NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Those were the arcade style sports games. So you had this kind of a simulator, and then the arcade style. King Griffey Jr. is kind of an arcadey and season. Well, so type was that was mm-hmm. King Griffey? Yeah, that was Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, King Griffey Super, Jr. Yeah. presents uh, Major yeah. Major League Baseball is '94. That's yeah, great. And I didn't like baseball game. games. I didn't like sports games, and I'm not a big sports game guy now. Uh, but I played, you know, I, hey, what's what's to rent at Video Visions? Video and, uh, <laughs> and Video Visions like, is a, all a, they got is Ken Griffey. I can smell, I, I can <laughs> smell the cigarette smoke as you talk. Yeah. <laughs> I know. As soon as you say Video Visions, you just smell the ash. That's probably what messed up my Nintendo. It. All that tar all over these games. I kept putting it in there. It'd be a little off-colored game. Oh, gee, I mean, we take we the game back yeah. to Video Visions, Mom. I don't. I'm not there. I got to go to school. Which one is it? It's that one that's like slightly browner than the other ones. My mom be like, Where have you been? We all have lung damage from going to that store. We come in I mean, on our bikes. Just, hey, where have y'all been? Never mind. Never mind. I know where you're <laughs> going. Smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Video visions. And they have King Griffey Jr. And then I'd play that. And I, I love that game. But uh, you're talking about Mike Tyson's Punch Out. And I like that one too back on Nintendo. But I, I have uh, I got Super Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It wasn't Mike Tyson, just but Super Punch Out yeah. uh, on a Super Nintendo. And oh, man, I love that game. Uh, and I, I still got it today. Was that the one that, that, like, when you got on into it, it had a guy with a cane? Yeah, it, that kind of stuff. Would, it started getting silly. But, yeah, but it was, yeah. it was arcade-y, fun, though. It was fun. Yeah. 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 And so I love that one. And then the guys at the end, the, 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 the last guy, Nick and Rick Bruiser. And I oh, love yes. Nick Bruiser's how he, he, you knock him down, boom, and he'll be going down just looking at you the whole time. Like, <laughs> you knock him out, just looking at you, and then he gets up, boom. Boom. And they all do this, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get you or whatever like that. And Nick don't do anything. He just stands there. Just mm-hmm. like cold-blooded, dude. It's so cool. And uh, But he was, you know, that, that was a good final boss. Tyson was just so hard on the old one. You couldn't He's even, insanely hard. You know, and I got to get Rob on. I think Rob actually knocked him out now or beat him. Well, I mean, there's he a, gl- there's a, there's he, a he glitch beat, in the beat, game um, that if you know it, you know when to hit him. Yeah. It's just there's the a guy in the just, crowd. But you can... But you can only TKO him. You cannot knock him out. Right. Knock but him there out. was a guy in the crowd that if you would watch on the left side of Tyson on the screen, when he stood up, if you punched right then, you could always hit him every time. Yeah. And that was the but that you was can't, the bridge. But, yeah, but, but, but he was still hard, man. You, you, can, you, cannot say, you cannot KO him. You can only TKO him. You, it, it, is, it is a hard code so, in the game that will not allow you. You only sure saw that. that. Bullet's brother was the only person. I remember when we were watching, we sit there and just admire Chris Layden because so, he beat him. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. I got to, oh, I, I don't maybe pull the clip out. You said, clear, I've actually seen somebody KO Tyson. I've seen him knock him out. You said it on the clip. So I went and fact checked it, and it was right. <laughs> so, what did I say? I got okay. You want me to go find it and put it in here? I'll put it in. You there we go. Find, find it. it put it in there. <laughs> oh, gotcha. You can find it. Gotcha. You can find it. I I, I got to Tyson. I, I've never finished that game. I never beat Tyson. I've gone I've gone the distance with him, but he always wins in the uh, in the in the end. The decision. Oh, if it go, if it goes to decision, he's gonna win. Yeah, uh, sometimes people win, but I've seen people they knock him out too. TKO. I've seen knockouts. I've seen TKOs. I've seen straight up knockouts of them. There, there, there are some out there. There are some uh, videos out there of where people actually knocked out Tyson. I was like, oh my gosh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> oh, so some, awesome. one of them, so somebody's either this is not true or the other clear fire is not true. Which one is it? Did you see a guy? I don't remember. Why are you throwing me some, throwing some stuff on me? That was what, two, three years ago. 
We've been doing this for three years now. I'm going to find it and put it in there. It'll be good. You find it and put it in there. That's fine. You can call me out. I know I'm wrong on things. <laughs> I ain't scared. I ain't scared to be wrong. But it's it's one of those when our ramp when we're rambling on, so it's going to take a while to find it. But I'll find it. So so clear what you got on your games, man. What were your two on the Super Nintendo? Yeah, clear what you got. So um, mine, when I go back and think about it, um, my first one's probably going to have to be Royal Rumble. Yeah. I loved wrestling games. Loved playing wrestling games all the time. Just that was it was my one of my favorite games there. And I'd probably have to say outside of Royal Rumble would probably be NBA Jam. I wasn't a huge basketball fan, but for some reason NBA Jam was just fun. Being able to get that ball on fire and slam it half court, you know, that was just you know a blast. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was. That's a great game. Get on fire and you can shoot it from anywhere, man. That's just mm-hmm. a that's a lot of fun. So now let's go to the N sixty four because this is where a lot of my quote sports game memories come from. Oh yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. That was that was so, college time, man. So Oh yeah. My two big ones. So I got I want to say my two big ones, but I want to go into a couple of football games. And my football game's not on the list. My two big ones is N C what was it? WCW versus NC, what was it? Uh, NWO versus is Revenge, and, and, the Revenge yeah, one. Yeah, NWO. Oh gosh. Oh, why well, you have to ask me that? It's uh, uh WCW NWO Revenge. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's the great. That was the best uh, wrestling was, game that, ever. That was a blast. Wow. That's yeah. when Sting, yep. all those guys were there. That Sting, then, Raven, Goldberg, all yeah. Of them. Rain, Wayne Gretzky's hockey was uh, yeah, my I'm my fine. other one. Yeah, I, uh, unfortunately, I, I have to say that those are probably my favorite too as well because I played a lot with you, and especially you know when we, you know, caught back up with each other at Jones, we played that a lot. Well, played those a lot there. And what I'll tell you is why I want you to stop for the rubber banding. Me and Bullet used to go. We'd be uh, hanging out. Scott set by Bullet at lunch one one year, and like in the me and then like I think it was Daniel Kennedy and Trey Moore, and uh, just sat there and we said, Hey, you want to go? play we'd play bond and we'd play hockey and we got so good at hockey <laughs> we got so good at that wayne gretzky's hockey that when they started rubber banding we could still hold them off dude i ain't oh, kidding wow. you bro i mean you can hold them off for you can't never you can't hold them off for the whole rest of the game but you could hold them off for like they're not scoring we'd go in there boom we'd be able to because they come quick hard and we were able to still holding them up, and we're going, yeah, screaming there, boom, yeah, screaming like the come on, come on. And my dad's like, <laughs> my dad's outside going, what are y'all doing in there? <laughs> the way that we're screaming in there, and it's like, man, we get we were getting into that game, you know? Can you imagine? He's just in my room, just screaming. Oh, oh, that game was <laughs> we going nuts, dude. When we were playing it in college, it's uh, it's funny you talk about Bullet because that was. I mean, we played, me and him played that in college for the semester he was at East Central with us. I mean, all the time he'd come down to our room, me and him, because nobody else in our room really played much. We had, you know, Chicken, Daniel Kennedy was in there with us, and, and mm-hmm. Keith Jones was in there. And, uh, oh, gosh. And yeah. it was me and Brandon <laughs> just playing out bullet playing all the time. But, it, got, it you know, we played that a lot. And the two games that I would say that I probably played more than anything were, were that one and uh, – and NFL Blitz 2000. Yeah. So, and this is my bullet story is that was an everyday thing <laughs> for us. It didn't matter. We were going to play it two or three times a day. And the rubber banding was in effect, hardcore in Blitz. <laughs> and, I mean, you you weren't going to pull away. But I got up on bullet 56 to nothing. 
Holy cow. <laughs> Which was impossible. And you've never seen somebody so mad. Because he doesn't really get mad. <laughs> he get He's mad. just kind of yeah, he he never gets mad. mad. I mean, put it down left. I've never seen that. <laughs> oh, no, my gosh, In the dude. history of that game, I have never seen it happen. 56 to nothing. We That's weren't even hilarious. done with the oh game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did, oh was he just gosh. like? Did he have like a broken stick? I mean, Man, no, you know, I mean that's, that's, it wasn't because it was just like yeah, we were using the same controller every day, and he'd come back the next day, and it was fine. That one time though, oh my but I will say the other day I went to, a, or the other day right before COVID, I went to a retro arcade that's right down the road from our house. And they have a it's a it's called sixteen bits. They have all the old games in there, and you can go in, and it's free to play as long as you're in there. And we were having a corporate event. And I was playing one of uh, one of the, one of my sales reps, and I got up I got up on him thirty six to nothing, and he quit. And I was in the second <laughs> quarter, and I had ne- so the, it's happened to me twice, but every other time, the game is neck and neck. I played Chris back in March. We played while we were out in Telluride skiing, and I mean, you get up by two touchdowns all of a sudden, and in thirty seconds, I'd be like, dude, I'm fixing the fumble right here. As soon as I'd run fumble, yeah. he'd pick it up and run it, but you knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know where those two came from, but I never that's the that's the maddest I ever saw him <laughs> was the day that yeah. he could not score on that game. So. <laughs> that's hilarious. But they would do so, that on a on a Gretzky the way that they would rubber bands, they still had to get across. They wouldn't make you couldn't fumble it. You I mean it would be hard to score, but they right. they just come real fast. they'd be past real fast. Well we would just Slam them right, so then the, it gets loose again, and then they come try to take it. And you can yep. hold them off for you know thirty seconds, forty five seconds. While, right, <laughs> they're eventually going to do it because they can settle down. But anyway, that was funny. Go ahead, clear. So I was going to ask y'all, you know, we're talking about all these sports games. We're to the sixty four, so you're getting in. It, well, of course, in Super Nintendo, you had this game, but now it was bigger in um, sixty four. Uh, Mario Kart sixty four. Do you consider it a sports game? I mean, if you, got, uh, if you consider pole position racing, a yeah. sports game, it's, it's racing, racer. right? Mm-hmm. It's a racing game. I just don't know if y'all racing. consider that because, I mean, that's another game that, you know, I know we oh, all played a lot of. It's so much fun. Ooh. I didn't think about it, but yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and then you got Wave Race 64 as well, too. I know I played Wave a lot of that, too. Wave Race. Holy cow. <laughs> that was good, man. You used to go over the so, oh, I mean, those two, I forgot those two about games are ones that we forgot about, so... Yeah, I love uh, 64 era, man. That was and, uh, phenomenal. 64 era was the era that everything just took off and everything became so much just amazing. Because, I mean, you've got Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, 1080 Snowboarding. You've got so many different uh, wrestling games. Uh, WF No Mercy. You've got the WCW uh, NWO Revenge. You've got another one. I can't can't recall its name right off the bat. Uh, like I said, well, yeah, you've got more Major League Baseball games. you got Madden Football 64, Wave Race, Mario Kart. I mean, just tons of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, in and, most of them are sports games. Uh, most of the N64 library is sports games, believe it or it's not. It's a lot of them. Uh, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, WrestleMania 2000 was another oh, one. Oh, you, you had that one. You turned me on to that one. That was one of my uh, WrestleMania, favorite Res- wrestling WrestleMania games. 2000 was a lot of fun, and you had uh, NFL your quarterback. Own character on that. Yep. So let me talk about um, NFL quarterback real quick, and I want to I give a shout-out to my boy out there, Brian Blakeney, wherever you are. I had not seen you in 20-something years, but hey, if you're listening to this – Here's what here's what it is. This dude was in, so I'm getting to something here, but you guys know without looking it up who wrote Don Quixote? No, uh, no he wrote the Don Quixote, the, Spanish the, guy, the original writer of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will never forget. I will never forget because our Spanish teacher asked us 
And uh, I'm hoping you don't get it, uh, that weed duck. So. I, know, I know who it is. And as soon as you tell me, start yeah, telling yeah. me, I'll, I'll know right off the top. But I mean, so this guy in Spanish class, and nobody, I hope you don't forget it either uh, from now on, because uh, in Spanish class, the teacher goes, does anyone know who wrote Don Quixote? And then Brian Blakeney from Waynesboro, Mississippi, said, <laughs> I do. And he said, who? Miguel D. Cervantes, yep. <laughs> just like that. Miguel D. Cervantes. I said, "Dang!" So then he was he was staying in the dorms with us. <laughs> so this guy was like that man, and he wanted to play NFL quarterback all the time. Um, and we'd all play it. And if you know anything about that game on Nintendo sixty four, all you have to do is hand it off to the quarterback, and you can't tackle that dude. He will stiff arm you. It is so hard to bring down the quarterback in that game. And all you had to do mm-hmm. was be down by one touchdown and run the time down and then hand it off to the quarterback and you can get to more than likely you're going to get a touchdown and you'll win the game. We were serious about our competitions too at Jones our first year. And so uh, he would do that every time. Like Brian, he would try to act like he's doing something while the time's running down. And I was like, dude, I know you're trying to run the time down, dude. You ain't got to try to play it off like you're just, oh, let me see what play I want. I can't well, so that was quarterback play. club? Is that what you were talking quarterback about? Quarterback club, yes. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, I don't remember club. quarterback. I just remember quarterback club because you could do the skills challenge from the Pro Bowl in it, like where they'd have I the guys. You could, so it was an option on it, and they'd have the little guys that you could – the dummies come across the field, and you had to drop back yep. and hit the dummies down the field. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's it looked all, phenomenal. Oh, yeah, it was, it was the greatest I, that's thing I liked ever. about the guy right? was playing all the quarterback Yep. Yeah. But they had, what are they, 98, 99? Uh, yeah, yeah, quarterback club, <clears throat> 90, 98, 99, 98 came out in 97, and 99 came out in 98. And I don't remember which one we played. For some reason, I thought it was 99, but he would do that every time. And it had that pre-rendered looking uh, quarterback or whatever they did, and it made it look so cool. Uh, well, you know, that was a big deal back then. I just remember Brett Favre was on the cover. That's ninety eight. That's it. That's the one I remembered that we had was, yeah. was the one. Well, actually, bro, I'm, I'm sorry, Brett Favre was actually on both of them. I oh, realized that one's so, his green jersey, yeah. one's his white jersey. So it just depends on what color jersey you remember. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So let's just go ahead and start. We're getting kind of deep, deep here. Let's uh, deep into the podcast. Just go ahead and just jump to modern because you kind of see that we did. Uh, kind of see how they're adding in things, but. We've talked about this, uh, what we're going to talk about here in a minute on some of our podcasts, the, what, what is an RPG? And I think coaches have even brought up, you know, you see RPGs in these sports games now. Well, mm-hmm. I'm playing uh, the show 19, as I mentioned, is my new one. And this guy, and, I, and I, I'm assuming NBA 2K20 is the same way. I want to play it, it to where you start off. Well, see, the only thing is you go, you start off at your, you know, scouting thing, then you get drafted, then mm-hmm. you're in double A. And then you move up to AAA, then you move up to to the show. Well, there's no such thing in basketball, so you just start off on pro, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are there are rec leagues and the, things like D-League, that that people can come up D-League through. D league is the yeah. only one really. D-League. I mean, is it on NBA two two K? I don't know if it's on there or not, but that's the yeah. only. I never played two K twenty, but I, I know that they have the the seasons and whatever well, and what whatnot. You can grow players and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So. uh I mean, dude, you get your guy. Like, th- th- this thing is making you ask, you, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to batting practice? That's going to help my – okay, yeah, let's go batting practice. Okay, do I want to help to improve my hit? Do I want to imp- or contact? Do I want to improve my power? Do I want to improve my bunting skills? All right, let's go uh, to the field training where I can improve my speed. 
base running or, you know, stealing, uh, fielding, stuff like that? Or do I not want to do any of that? And I would want to go talk to this guy, to one of my players to help build him up and improve either my captain level, my heart level, my the heart and soul of the team, am I the lightning rod, am I the maverick? And then you start adding perks to when you're batting, to when, depending on how much you get your heart and soul. Dude, it's crazy. This is a straight like RPG to some degree. Um, and that's where we're at. Like, and I just, you know, when we skip from 90, from 64, Nintendo 64 to now, I mean, that's just my personal experience. I kind of stopped playing sports. Besides Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods did the same thing. Yep. And on PlayStation did, 2, you still just build up your, your games different evolved. stats. Games evolved. But I mean, where, where, I remember what playing sports a game of the do college. you think kind of promoted that genre more than, than any other? Because I, I know off the top of my head, the one sports game that really for me that I remember seeing this start in. NCAA football. Absolutely. Hundred percent. That, that was for, that was for me because we played it in college all the time when I was 100%. at state with you at the same time. We played it all the time when I was at the frat house. I mean, that's what we played all the time. And you could start a team and grow that team all the way through. You're talking about the stats how, and everything. Look, stats and look, everything. Yeah. By you could the grow, time grow it team. got to fourteen, so fourteen is the last year they made NCAA yep. football, and I know that because Chris is still playing NCAA football. He's it's like hundred like something dollars for that game. Right he's now. on. He's on season like two thousand and seventy now um, <laughs> at this point but because it was the last year they made it but in that one it had developed so much and you're the head of that team so you're the, essentially the head coach you have to go you have to recruit you got to know what states mm-hmm. you're recruiting why you're recruiting that player you have to you have to go in and, awesome. and actually have those conversations and make sure you're saying the right things do i want to send a letter and it was and it was based on the ncaa's recommendations of how many letters they could send how much time they could contact it was so involved you weren't yes you got to play the games but you were an ncaa head coach in those games yeah. It was, oh, and that cool. was where I you, you could see it from year to year, and, and we've played it constantly. We we would make each other turn around in college, and you held down on the stick, and whenever you said stop, that's where the the other person Ooh. would stop, and that was the team you got to start with, and that's how you had to play Ooh. through the seasons with until the next Ouch. year when the next one came out. And oh, wow. you would end up with some – Chris was the king of crappy teams, boy. He was <laughs> he was, he was definitely the – the the he got the water boy team for sure well, I'll, I'll, every I'll, time. I'll go ahead and drop some – I'll drop some news for Chris and for you then. They are heavily considering making a new NCAA yep. football game. They, they, they're starting to retalk those rights and everything and get that because uh, in 2014 it came down to licensing rights and the players complaining about not getting any money for it because that's right. their name out there. Yeah, so. the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit really did it from UCLA, did yep. all away with yep. all of that. So, yeah. So, one game, so we're talking about sports games and one game that we haven't mentioned yet that is like quintessential in the major sports fields is actually extreme sports and toward the side. It's Tony, Tony Hawk, Hawk Pro Skater. Yep. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and the the great thing about mentioning that is they're doing the remake of Tony Hawk Pro, Pro Skater one and two, and so they're fixed. That's fixing to drop on PlayStation Four. I'm pumped about it because that was such a great game, and I remember playing that all the time with my buddies when I was out of college and gro- and going through there. I mean, that was a very advanced game too, as well, and it grew into where you could actually take a skater through all the league and ranks and have like the RPG and growth with them as well. Coastal yeah. just got excited because outside of Guitar Hero. That's the other game that he is probably the best I've ever seen. 
Yeah, yeah they've already the they've already announced he it that they're dropping it. legit at that game. He's he's really yeah, good at it. They're dropping it with all everything original. With the, I think they only didn't get the license to one song out of that's the entire soundtrack that's for both good. games. That's it's it's, it's insane. They've got air, almost everything back, revamped all the graphics. I've seen a couple of the cuts of it. Looks fantastic. But I mean, I mean, I don't know many people that didn't play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. You know, one, two, three, any of them. You know, they they were great games. You know, I've got the Pro Skater skateboard thing that came with the Xbox 360, where you had the skateboard on the ground that you could do the tricks. You oh, know, wow. without having the controller. Yeah, I didn't do that. Coastal didn't do yeah. that either. <laughs> uh, Coastal couldn't do that. He would have broken instead of breaking somebody else's arm. He would have broken his leg. So that's one game I never played was the Tony Hawks or the uh, I remember snowboarding games. So we played those all the time. Yep, those were blast. Um, but I want to take you guys back. You're talking about the stats real quick, uh, just for a little thing. There's when did Sega CD was that ninety two? That was before. No, yeah, what was that ninety two? Ninety. It was right around there. I remember. I remember Dre having there. it around ninety two. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I got the Sega CD when it dropped mm-hmm. as well. And there was a there was a game called Prize Fighter on there. Yes, and uh, I don't know if it was you that showed me clear or somebody showed I it to it. me. And uh, yeah, so you probably he's probably showed it to me, and you would get beat down. So it's like it's really like a um, just a full motion video, and then you push at the right time, you push a input on your controller, and then it would switch to a different scene where you hit the guy in the stomach or the face or whatever, and eventually knock him out when you knock all his energy out. And uh, that had the things to where you could put talent points on power or um, stamina or whatever the case. And what you would do, what I figured out to do is you could take power away from another side, your right and left punch power. You could take all your power down from your left hand to one and put it all on your right hand. And you had so much power in your right wow. hand that you know, dude, you would just beat the dude down with that right hand, you know, whenever you got a chance to. But uh so that was one of the first one. I don't know if that's the first one, but one of the, you could do the stats changes and stuff like that. Too. Came out so, in 1993. Yeah. So wow. that's that when Prize a, Fighter came out. That wow. was awesome back in the day. Anyway, so I just thought that was cool. So I was thinking how far back those stats stuff actually goes, man, where not just stats, but where you build a character based on like the role playing elements kind of come into it. And it probably goes back further than that. I don't know, but. Well, I mean, they've gone so far into stat building now. It's like when you get the 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 mobile games, and I and I know y'all don't. I know, oh gosh, bro, I, I know you don't play mobile I don't games. Play and I play them every once. At all. I so. play them every once in a while. And I've got one that I play pretty regularly. I call them my potty games. So that's why whenever I go to the bathroom, you I got certainly something to are potty. Me. Um, <laughs> but they've got the the they got the tap baseball that actually. Uh, God, I can't. I, all I know is his name, Judge. What is this baseball Aaron player Judge for the Yankees? For the Yankees. Aaron yeah. Judge. Yeah. So he's he's marketing that game and big time for that. And they've put stats into that game where you build up the players and everything. Now, granted, you're not taking a player from the minors all the way through, but you you can stat up all of those players and put all your stats to different places and all. It's, it's crazy how advanced even just the mobile games have gotten in, in the sports field. Yeah. I so agree. and that's all I just wanted to mention. <clears throat> Um, it's interesting how advanced, like you were talking about how advanced and you, it's kind of overwhelming when you first get on like a MLB, the show. And I tried to get on Madden for, for example, actually it's a good, better example. Madden 15. I bought it. It was cheap. I said, let me, I want to play a football game. I want to get into it. I could not even finish the tutorial, dude. I could not even <laughs> score. I could not even, I had to do it, run two yards, a handoff to a fullback. I could not find a hole, whatever to get through there. I just said, did I'm turning it off. WWE, I got the like 2017 or 18, never made it 
like out of the initial training part of the same deal. There was so <laughs> much so stuff. Tough. I was like, dude, I'm out. I just wanted something yeah. simple. Now, <laughs> now the wrestling ones, I have fun with those because I, I mean, I've been playing wrestling games. Uh, that's that's one of the sport. That's the only sports games that I'll probably play all the way through. And I'll, I'll, I think I got two K eighteen for WWE. And I got, I mean, I smoked all the way through it, but that's, I've, I've, I've always played the games where you design it. Cause I remember getting one of the, I forget which one is probably like 2006 or seven. Cause I had a PSP at the time and I got the wrestling game on it. And there you were like the manager of the entire show where you had to put, you know, put the wrestling cards together. And I have so much design into that, that that's the only reason why I could play them. But yeah, no, those games are insane with what you have to do to the wrestling games now. Wow! Yeah, it's and so you way. see, and so 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 that that aspect of it, how difficult it is. Well, then you got here's not counting arcade uh, sports, and then you got this little game that comes along named called the Golf Club, or the Golf Club Two, or the Golf Club PGA. That's out now, um, to where they took out all the stats and stuff. Now it's just based on just your swing, your little joystick swing and your club selection and stuff like that your putting skills so they kind of took that out anybody can get on there and learn it and it's equally as difficult for everybody it's just a little learning curve just like golf right um so highly encourage we duck and clear fire to get that game when it comes out next month in august to join always pushing coastal i'll I'll jump in there i'll jump in there coach i'll tell you what i'll throw it down in and i'll I'll jump in it too as I long got as you y'all decided, clear. As You're long up. as y'all will jump in and play <laughs> some uh some Ghost of Tsushima as well. Well, so we get on there and uh we go we join a country club, right? So it's kinda of gone yeah. to this aspect of it. We get a country club, like pick the you know, we donate. So let's say What is it located you can, you can, in Forest, Mississippi? So, well, you can create the the club and I got the club about sixty percent done, seventy percent done. And so that's the course. So um you can make it your home course. We can do now, Cherry to Hill it. too, either way. Yeah, you can do Cherry Hill. But see, Cherry Hill, it has God, to Cherry exist Hill. because I'm getting it on 18 birdies. And I don't want to get too deep into the golf game. But, we, but we, we've but we gone down to uh, now you build your course. So this is another aspect of sports games that's going to. You build your own course. You can play it. And so let's say we're all playing, right? You can donate. You win tournaments or whatever online or you win tournaments uh, in, the, in the actual single-player game. You get money. And you can donate to the club so we can have a bigger clubhouse and all this kind of stuff. Or we say, hey, I'm going to start a $5,000 tournament and it's broken down to whoever wins, gets that much money or whatever, and it keeps up with your wins for the club and the club pro, blah, blah, blah. So you don't get your aspects built up for your guy, but uh, your club does. Your money is kind of your score, I guess. I mean, you just have the money and you can buy outfits and stuff like that, play it online. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so that that's just a little bit of a different aspect. It's almost like they took the actual how all the different complicated mechanics of the game and it's simplified it, but made the simple parts more difficult instead of just a three quick swing. Or I mean, I don't know. You know, you see what I'm saying? So you're the thing you're saying is why I play Rocket League. Yeah, so much because Rocket League that's simple. is the concept is extremely simple for what it is. And if you look, you know, so Country Club's having to come out with a new game, right? Rocket League, name a game that's been running for five years right now. It's got, still got 75 million players. Still playing Jeez. five years yep. later, and it's bigger now than it was back then. And so, and it's, yeah. and it's everybody's on the equal playing field. The cars are pretty much, you go into the stats and actually 
break down the code, they're all pretty much even. They may look different, but the hitbox is, and that's why I love it because you can you you're you have the equal opportunity that everybody else has in that game, and it's a simple strategy: take the guard, take the car, hit the soccer ball into the goal. Simple, but yeah. some people will make you look stupid. Because <laughs> you can get creative with it. I've watched so many clips on it. I've never played the game, but I've watched so many clips Y'all on it. Y'all play it with us sometime, man. And it's watching the guys, watching the guys, yeah. di- watching guys, girls, whoever's playing it, watching these people play it, just the insane tricks they do to hit it. You know, they're riding up the side of the walls, bouncing off of walls to hit the ball at a certain angle to get it into the. Go- I mean, it's crazy. There's a lot of physics in it. Ton- it's all physics based, but you don't. It, but the concept is simple and it's still going and it's the only game that I can say that it's still going from five years ago and, yeah. and bigger than it was then yeah yeah man I remember that game came out for free mm-hmm. on P- uh, and then I didn't get it and noticed that people I, I, were playing it and everybody kept I playing it I that I didn't get it and so now everybody's playing it still so it's fourteen ninety nine, um, or if you have yes. now it's free so yeah yeah, man. Oh, is it for? Is it free on PlayStation Plus? Oh, on now. You say? On now. Oh, now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't, I don't have now. Yeah. All so. right. Well, anybody got any closing thoughts on these sports games? Where do you think we're going next? Virtual reality. You're moving into yeah. VR next, it's and I mean VR. that's where it's going because uh, they've already got. I mean, I, I know it's not quite sports games, but you've got like Beat Saber and things like that that are starting to get into that more advanced movements of. of, of combining your movements in with the video as well and so you're going to see sports they games got the going boxing that games like that yep, yeah already. boxing games yeah yeah i think it's vr you know but at the, <laughs> at the at the end of the day core concept for me why you know video games have obviously just advanced and advanced and advanced but a sports game is still basically a sports game at the end of the day and it allows it goes back to what i know coastal said this in a podcast it allows us to take ourselves and put ourselves in a position that we might not could be in in everyday life. Like he, like he said, he loves golf, but he can't play much as in as much anymore because of, of his ankles. So it allows him to do that. Well, it, it lets us relive maybe some of the glory days that we had, right? Playing football. I mean, we all played. I remember playing baseball with all y'all. I remember. I remember Clear being on the Super Value team. I remember me oh, and gosh. me and me and Trey Clark <laughs> and Hollywood used to be out there in the driveway at Trey's house, yeah. you know, acting like we were people, you know, mm. on Mississippi State's team and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But it allows you to still do those things, and that's what I, I think. That's why it's so endearing because those were things that people actually did. Nobody was ever in Fortnite. But you did play football yeah. and you played basketball and you, and you and you did those things at some point in time. And that's why I think that the nostalgia factor for me going back and playing those old games is, hey, this is this is this. It reminds us a lot of, of what we did as we were kids. And yeah. I think that's why I love them still today. Cool. Yeah, I have to say I have to second those thoughts. I mean, I can't, couldn't say any better myself. All right. Well, cool. We doc. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. I love being on here. It's always a good conversation, uh, no matter where Absolutely. it goes. And uh, look, I just <laughs> want y'all, all, all your listeners, to know because I said this to Wee Duck before we started, before we started recording. As soon as the video popped up, I saw it over his shoulder. Wee Duck's got a monster goat that he hunted uh, hanging on his wall. It's so awesome! I, I want him to send me a picture of it so I can post it on our Facebook page so I can share it with everybody because it's just awesome and I want to share that. Absolutely, it's a it's a Himalayan tar that I got in New Zealand. So 
It's amazing looking. <laughs> they did a great job with it. It was awesome. So. All right, cool. Well, check us out on Facebook.com slash HNKEXP. Also, check us out on Parler, uh, P-A-R-L-E-R.com. Just look for HNKEXP. And we got our YouTube video, uh, YouTube backup. It's, that's HNK Video Game EXP as well. I'll put the links in the description there. But uh, I got some cool Call of Duty videos I'm working on, man. Just trust me. They're going to be sick. It's going to be so funny too, so uh, we'll we'll just leave it at that. I, I'm, I'm going to put them out and uh, at some point here, if you ever get on there with us, you don't even play Call of Duty, do you? I have uh, it and I haven't played. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. I just have Warzone. I saw you downloading it clear the other day, and I was like, Yeah, oh. I, I got Warzone. I haven't yeah. played it yet, but I've got it. I downloaded it and it's all ready to go. So if y'all play Warzone, I'll jump in with you. I'll be cannon fodder for a little while. Okay. All right, cool. Well, appreciate you guys listening, and y'all take care. Take care, everybody. Thanks, guys.